Well, hello world. You know, I'm going to change my intro, Kenny. I'm going to change my intro. I'm going to start saying hello world. I'm stopping. I'm going to stop. I'm not going to limit myself any longer. That's my new, that's my new thing for the rest of the year. I'm not going to let, so hello world. This is BB Sweetbriar and you're here with It's Everything with me and my dear producer, Kenny. We're going to hopefully present to you a show that you will not forget. And that is our mission every time we come on the air. And I think we're going to accomplish that hands down today. I've got some guests that are not only funny, but extremely talented. And they've got some products out there for you out there to watch that I'm sure you'll enjoy and see the impact of their work firsthand. Uh, second, The second part of our show, we're actually going to speak with three individuals that are uh, highly known in the uh, gay community. But beyond that, they're highly acclaimed in the work that they do um, in general. Uh, they have a a new series out. It's actually a pilot series on telefilms.com, which is a network that is really designed for shows about women uh, made by women or written by women and starring women. So um, the name of the show is Skirt Chasers, and that is co-written um, by a couple of gentlemen that are not strangers to the world of comedy. Uh, Stan Zimmerman uh, will be on the show with me, and he's one of the co-writers of Skirt Chasers. Um, also, it is directed by, in the most part, by Amanda Burse, who is primarily known for playing Marcy Darcy on uh, that wonderful series, Married with Children. And lastly, but certainly not least, the star of Skirt chasers along with Barry uh, Boswick is Elizabeth Keener and she is from L Word of course you know and she'll be joining us all three of them will be joining me um, in the second half of the show but the first half of our show I had an opportunity to speak with to, to me, one of the best actresses of all time and one of my favorite. There is not one of her films that I probably have missed. I may have missed one or two, you know, in the beginning of her career. I may have, a couple may have slipped by me because I just wasn't paying attention. But her work and everything that she does is worth seeing. Before I mention who it is, she happens to be uh, uh, played a part in a film that showed at Frameline uh, 42. Is it was it 42? Frameline 40 or Frameline 40? And uh, this past year, or this past June, and it actually took away the audience award. And the film is called um, "Chasing," excuse me, "Pushing Dead." I love the title, "Pushing Dead." I feel like that every day when I wake up. I'm pushing dead. Uh, written by Tommy Brown, who is here uh, in San Francisco. This was a San Francisco project, from the writer, the director, to all of the scenes shot here. And um, and it starred some awesome people, including uh, Mr. Danny Glover uh, was in this film, uh, and James Rade, who's from Psych, was in this film, and this great actress whom I enjoyed interviewing or will enjoy interviewing is Candy 
Alexander, which you may know, who plays the mother on Scandal and also played the sister uh, to Queen Latifah's Bessie, um, but is an acclaimed actress, and I am very happy to have her on the phone with me, I do believe, right now. Miss Candy's with me. Hi, baby. This is Candy. Hi, love. How are you? Uh, I'm good. How are you? I am fine. So I need to get out of the way right now and let you okay. know how big of a fan that I uh, am of your work. I have followed... I love you. No, Candy, <laughs> I have followed you back in the day, honey, when... Oh, no! When when you were when you were a dancer when you were really a dancer and oh, I I mean goodness. so I go back with you honey I go back no I have really watched your stuff and you know so I, I just want to get that out of the way to tell you that you know I'm really coming from a place of admiration um, when I'm oh. speaking to you uh, in this interview and you know so I just want to get that out of the way and then I, I you know and with with this Thank cast. You. Oh, no problem, honey. No problem. You deserve everything that I, you know, all the accolades that you receive and you've done, you know, so much, particularly recently, you know, it's been, a, it's been, well, gosh, I mean, you've been doing this for a long time and in 2015, really, you know, uh, afforded you some great recognition with, you know, your role with Bessie and Bessie and of course what yeah. you did on Scandal, honey. Um, uh, you know, those are really put, kind of brought you back. Cause I know, you know, when you did the corner, it kind of was that, that piece that really brought you to the attention of those who needed to see you type of thing. But, but, you know, now these last couple of things that you've done over the last couple of years have really kind of brought you right back into it. And I, I think that's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to say thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just know. Thank you. you. No, okay. No, no, no. And then and then I, I see this film Pushing Dead. And the first thing that comes to my mind is what you were going through when your agent sends you the script, being an African American actress over fifty, and there's a script that says "Pushing Dead." What did you, what did you think? What did you think picking that up? Well, they told me Danny Glover. Mm-hmm. And that was all. And they that's had. all they really had to say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he, he the opportunity, yeah, yeah, and then plus working working here in San Francisco on this film, yes, you know, which, yes. which is Danny's home, yes. you know, Danny's turf, you know, and um, right. for you to be here, now, and, and in this this film, which it, it's really kind of the first time that I've ever seen a film that addresses HIV and AIDS, that's really somewhat of a comedy, kind of a kind of a dark comedy kind of that underlying comedy type of thing to it. And this is kind of the first time I've seen a film about that subject that is a little bit um, on the uh, comedy side. Um, when you read the script and knowing the subject matter, which I know over the years, you know, I'm sure it has touched you personally with friends and, and whatnot. Um, what, what did you think about reading the script as far as how the, the subject matter was presented and its, and its comedy part to it? Well, I've lost so many friends, mm -hmm. baby, you know. All the boys I started out with are all gone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Every single boy that was with me at the very beginning mm -hmm. 
you know, that uh, pushed me, that taught me, even, you know, my, I mean, the closest, the mm-hmm. closest friends, the ones who taught me how to beat my face, <laughs> okay? <laughs> the dolls who taught me how to dress, you know, uh-huh. the dolls at the beginning, they are all gone. Mm-hmm. And they all died when we were in our 20s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So whenever I have an opportunity, you know, I'm very active, mm-hmm. uh, I've been in the community, always have been. Uh, at the very beginning of uh, angel food, everything mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's it's been a long time. You know, I was there at the beginning of the journey, yelling and nobody paying attention. You know, mm-hmm. uh, when my boy started dying, and um, I just enjoyed it because now people are living. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And have been for quite some time, and I never thought we would get here. And uh, I think about a piece like Behind the Candelabra, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. or I think about uh, Freddie Mercury mm-hmm. and that whole era. And I, I read the script just going, wow, look how far. Mm-hmm. Look how far we have come. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, living and living full lives and still uh, having the emotion, mm-hmm. all the different colors that we all have. I-, I enjoyed it. I thought the piece was, I thought the piece was important as much as it was fun and surprising mm-hmm. and heartbreaking at times. Mm-hmm. But overall, it was very uh Well, I think, too, what I got out of looking at it, and maybe you can um, either uh, concur with what I'm saying or or think something differently, but what I think, just like you said, people are are living with HIV, but I think there's people who have had the virus for a long time have a hard time adjusting to that, and I thought that's what what I got out of it with Dan. You know, having been um, positive for over 20 years, and I'm sure his first thought is, how much time do I have left? Not thinking that he would be around for 22 years. And I think when I see a lot of people who have, you know, been living with it for so long, that they still aren't really living. You know what I mean? Because they're still waiting for that day when they're going to be hospitalized. They're still waiting for that, you know, they're their worst enemy as far as getting involved in relationships, as Dan was, Um, you know, and making those, taking those risks in life that we do when we are young and free and have the life ahead of us to look forward to, you know, where we do silly things, take a stupid job, or, you know, whatever. They don't do that because it's like, you know, I have to wait because every minute's precious. I need to sit in my safe zone in my bedroom and and just let the world pass me by. And this movie kind of, I kind of saw that in this with Dan, is that, you know, he was having a hard time living with it, not 
you know, because he was still in the mode of, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. That's, I guess, the title, Pushing Dead. I'm going to die with this. And um, so I don't know if you got some of that in, in reading it or actually, you know, going through the process of the film. Did, did any of that message kind of come through with to you? You know, because I wasn't in those scenes, mm -hmm. you know, I was in the reality of my character's mm -hmm. moment. Mm -hmm. So I didn't, I only had one one or two scenes where I actually, right. um, you know, mm -hmm. uh, was involved with uh, the lead character. Most of my scenes involved her relationship with her husband mm -hmm. and then with her friend. But the difference for me, I guess, because the majority of my friends, you know, they died early on. Mm -hmm. And I had maybe two friends who just caught the wave and were able to take the cocktails and live longer, but they are gone now mm -hmm. as well. And my dear friend Frankie, he was the exact opposite. Mm -hmm. Frankie really, really, he was always fabulous, but once he was diagnosed and once he had gotten past the two-year point with the cocktails, he really began living his life mm -hmm. so fearlessly. He taught me how to die mm -hmm. because he was fearless. Mm -hmm. He was absolutely fearless. He quit his job. He applied to be a flight attendant, got the job, mm -hmm. flew around the world with vacation everywhere, and really lived his life in a way that was so inspiring. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I, I think that, and, and that was great, because, you know, that is the way I hope that a lot of people see it, but I think Dan's character kind of kind of kept that, kept holding on to that fear, you know, which yes, I, I know that that, the, uh, that young girl character kind of keeps bringing that up, that he was afraid, he was still living that fear of dying, you know what I mean, even yeah. though yeah. at this point in age, you know, yes. really for someone to die from HIV, it's really just from not having access to the right medical care. Because once you get that, you know, you're really just kind of, you know, I, I hate to say, I'm not trying to trivialize it, but you are really just trying to maintain what you would, a, a lot of other types of uh, viruses that you can't get rid of, you know, that you just continue to have to live with. And um, so there's really, unless you have a, a, a bad ability or, you know, a sad ability to uh, get to medical care and get, you know, which a lot of our um, disenfranchised uh, groups do have a hard time. Um, you yeah. know, you really, there's really yeah. no reason why anyone should be dying from it. You know what I mean? And, um, I you know, so I, I just kind of got that from the film, but I did also see a bit with your character, you know, Dot and, and Bob's relationship also kind of had a version of pushing dead with their relationship there was also that same kind of story uh line with you know being in a relationship for you know umpteen amount of years as you were you know in your marriage with him and trying to find a way to not be stuck on 
you know, on 50, you know, and I'd be stuck there yeah. to keep, keep the needle moving. And, you know, yeah. and, and we're an argument over some darn Swiss cheese chips or something. <laughs> <laughs> In in the relationship, how the heck that gonna happen? You know, but that's kind of <laughs> yes, yes. But you know, you know, I also think the larger conversation has to include the fear of intimacy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because you know, for Dan to shy away and also to as I recall, uh, you know, be hurt when he opens up and, you know, that fear of intimacy, that fear of rejection, um, that's a, that's a very large conversation. Mm-hmm. Paula had that too, even with her character, um, yes. having a hard time finding what she, you know, I don't need a man. I don't, but a lot of that bleeds into her character as well. That's right. You know, the that's fear right. the fear of intimacy, which, you know, is is there. And that, and that's, I guess that is a good point because there is still, in all those areas, there's, a, there's that stigma that comes with age and intimacy. There's that stigma that comes with people HIV, positive intimacy, and single females, you know, who are older. All that all that stuff plays into me. It's a definitely a, 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 a consistent, you know, thread that's there. So, um, and with men as well, yeah. and with men as well, you know, they they try to uh, have men be so stoic. But the truth is, as men get older, you know, there there is an insecurity there as well. Mm-hmm. It's a human condition. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's just female. You know, mm-hmm. I think it's a human condition. Mm-hmm. And we, I think you're absolutely right that it is a complete human condition. And we're going to explore a little bit more on that, Candy, when we come back, because we got to take a break and pay some bills. And we've been talking about uh, Pushing Dead, a uh, Tom E. Brown film that just won the Audience Award at the recent frame line 40 here in san francisco and candy alexander we have the guest here and we're talking about that but we're gonna pick that back up and a little bit more about candy's career when we come back after these messages You're listening to the Progressive Voices channel on TuneIn. Please help us grow. Tell your friends to tune in to Progressive Voices. Find out more at ProgressiveVoices.com. When asked, 90% of seniors say they want to remain in their own homes as they age. Hello, I'm Charles Sines, owner of Allegra Home Care. Our caregivers have been serving seniors and the aging community for over 20 years. Allegra Home Care is the only Bay Area home care agency that is LGTB certified. Helping LGTB seniors stay at home is our passion. Please visit us at www.alegrecare.com. Allegra Home Care, serving your community.
Well, we're back. We are back. And I'm always so glad that you stayed along with us. And, of course, you can't miss any part of this interview because I'm on the phone with Candy Alexander, who is not only a extremely brilliant actress and has been starred in so many films and TV shows, including CSI Miami. Um, and, of course, she plays mom on on uh, Scandal. She's Olivia Pope's mom on that show and recently came off the success of playing the sister to Queen Latifah's Bessie in the HBO uh, film Bessie. Um, but we're talking about a film that she recently, an independent film actually, that she recently starred in that played at Frameline 40 here in San Francisco. And the film is kind of a little different than what you would expect on an HIV uh, type of film because it is comedic. And this film really somewhat takes you through on a um, on on a on a journey. As I was saying, the film takes you on this journey. Really, again, as I think, uh, living here in San Francisco, many I've lived here for over twenty two years, twenty three years, and seeing some of the similarities. Uh, in people I know here who are live, have been living with HIV for so many years. And I know Tom, yeah. who wrote the movie, is one of those people um, as well. And so I've seen people who are Dan and are still Dan in that they okay. don't, even though they have gotten over that hump, they're on, medic, on meds that, you know, instead of taking 20 pills, which he still takes, which is weird, but um, they take the one pill and they still are like waiting for the Grim Reaper to knock on that door. That's wow. how they live their life because they don't, they were there at the beginning. They were there early on and still, you know, where it was just, you know, in the early 90s even, it was still like, I don't know. You know, people were still dying a lot. And so they haven't readjusted their way of thinking. And I think Dan carries a lot of that still, you know, it just, you know, um, you know, part of his rejection is related to that, you know, as far as his rejection may even come from something other than other people reject him other than the fact that he's positive. But he would never see that because that's yes. the that's the thing that he, that's the scarlet letter that he's wearing. You know what I mean? And yes. Yes, and I, I have people like yes, that. You're that, absolutely right. Yeah. There are people here like that. So I definitely watch it from. A standpoint of I could see people I know in them, in him. I could wow. see, I kn- I know a lady exactly like Paula. You know, <laughs> so I was like, wow. I really related in that regard. It's like these are people I know. You know, and yeah. and and so the realness of it was was truly there. But I liked the comedy of it. And I guess you know when I was asked you that question again, I liked how it is where I could watch this film. And I could laugh because 10 years ago, I wouldn't have been able to do that. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I was able to watch and enjoy the humor um, and enjoy some of the lightheartedness of it and not feel guilty. I didn't feel guilty laughing. I didn't feel guilty about it at all. So. That's um, right. So, so in that regard, I, I you know, it, it was refreshing because I hadn't quite seen a film like this on this subject matter before written like this. So it was really kind of cool. 
I love that. I really do. Because that's exactly what I meant, how far we've come. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. how far we've come. Uh, you know, I was there at the beginning. So it just is unbelievable how far we have come. Yeah, yeah. But I, I did want to touch base with you real quickly because you were... You know, a girl, I can tell you still are in shape because them legs you show in the movie when you're sitting there on the couch with Dan and Bob and Paula and you put that leg up there. I was a dancer. It's so funny. I know, know, but I'm like. Dancers are really athletes. I said them. Dancers are really athletes. They are. And them legs were showing it. I'm like, oh, look at at Candy's legs. I was like, okay, um, but you, <laughs> but you had this great career, dancer, choreographer. You know, I mean, honey, you were you were touring worldwide with Whitney, honey, for years. That's my and, girl. Okay, yours and the and the world around. Okay, that's my, that's my yeah. heart. That was my heart. Um, yep. And. And then around the time at the end of that world tour, the, that four years, is when you really started doing more, you know, acting and in film and TV. What, what what was going on with that shift for you is what I wanted to know, because I don't know that story. Well, I had, I had began formal training before I started working with Whitney. Mm-hmm. And... The Whitney job came through a friend. Her name is Demita Joe Freeman. Oh, we know Demita Joe from Soul Train. Yes, from Soul Train Day, honey. Yes, Where I know Demita Joe. Demita Joe Freeman, right? Yeah. And and I was already in formal training. I was already preparing to make the transition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When Demita called and said, "You know, come to New York with me. I'm going to." choreographed Whitney for the Grammy Awards. We're going to do the opening number. Um, And I said, great. She already had an assistant. Mm -hmm. But she said, listen, I already have a formal assistant, but, you know, come and help me out. You know, just come help me out. And I was like, of course. Are you kidding? I'm from New York. I love to go home. And, Mm -hmm. you know. And so I went thinking it was just one job. Really, mm-hmm. you know, I was just helping out a friend doing one job, and we got there, and we had so much fun with Whitney, loved her, just had a blast with all the dancers, and uh, I'll never forget it. Whitney turned around one day, and she said, you know what? I'm getting ready to start the European leg of my tour. I want the dancers to come with me. I, she had been on the stage by herself, mm-hmm. and it was her first time on stage with a bunch of dancers, and we were so much fun. And you know, she was so young, and mm-hmm. she just said, "I want you to come with me." And we were like, "What? Okay." <laughs> <laughs> and that's how you know. Mm-hmm. That's how she already had the date. So we jumped on a plane and went to London and never looked back. Yeah, and and that, of, you know. But that, I mean, those four years were yes. amazing yes. for her. You know, that amazing. was right. Bodyguard came in there and, you know. You no, were, no, 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 no. 
The bodyguard came at the end. Oh, okay, okay. That was at the end because she came to me and said, I'm getting ready to do this movie, so I'm giving you a heads up Mm -hmm. because I'm not going to be touring. Okay. So you need to, you know, take care of what you need to do, Mm -hmm. you know, because there won't be another tour, you know, for a couple of years. I'm going to do this movie. I've met this guy. No. The bodyguard, that's when we stopped working okay. together. Okay, okay, okay. I got, I got her some gym equipment set up in, you know, the big, beautiful uh, mansion in she had mansion. rented uh-huh. when she was in rehearsal wow. for the movie, and I would come over in the morning and work her out. But the hours became too brutal, and she had to let that go and focus on the movie, but... That's when we, uh, that's when we parted. You know, we remained mm-hmm. friends, but we didn't work together again. She mm-hmm. gave me the heads up and said, you know, yeah. there's not going to be another tour for a while. I'm going to focus on this. So, so after the tour ended, um, with that, so that's when you just said, okay, now I can go back into picking up my acting and all of that, and you just went with it full force. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, because you know, I, you know. That was the plan all along. Mm-hmm. Actually, I remember exactly what happened, Vivi. I said, uh, because I had a lot of heat. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a lot of offers to do other things in terms of dancing and choreography. Um, but having been a dancer, I had saved my money and lived off my per diem. Mm-hmm. So I had a nice cushion, and I said to myself, I'm going to give myself two years. And if I couldn't support myself as an actress, then I would go back to choreography. Mm-hmm. Or I would go back to New York, or, you know, mm-hmm. I had options. Mm-hmm. I had options. So that was my plan. That was it. I had two years. All my bills would be paid. I could just focus on auditions and, you know, breaking Mm -hmm. into the industry, acting. You know, you started acting, um, you know, at a time, and even still today, we don't, we have more, thank God, you know, roles that are written for black women in in Hollywood, we have, but you weren't in a time when they were, I mean, you might've been playing a role that, but it may not have been written for a black woman. You got the role, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, but now we do have roles that are written, written for um, black women, but you have, you, you survived uh, some rocky stuff. And I don't mean just surviving. You've been, all along, I mean, I could go back, you know, to news, you know, news radio. I could go back when we didn't see a lot of black women on TV or in film. And, you know, lo and behold, yeah. Candy was there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Candy was yeah, in there. But wait a minute. But wait a minute. And I have to say this. Long before any of that, long before uh, Whitney and... Uh, any of those other jobs, I was on Broadway. Yes, you were. And I was off Broadway as well. And I sat in the wings and I watched the greatest performers perform. Mm-hmm. I did a play with Eartha Kitt. 
Mm. When I was a dancer and she was a star, mm-hmm. I sat in the wings and I watched great performers. Mm-hmm. So I knew what it took mm-hmm. to earn a craft. Mm-hmm. And I knew the difference between good, great, and maybe not so good, you know? <laughs> I mean, I knew what it took. Mm-hmm. I respected the craft. And so it wasn't like I'm going to show up and be, you know, kind of cute and have a halfway craft. It was like, no, I must respect the performance. I sat in the wings and watched mm-hmm. for many, many years, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, with the passing of David Bowie, Mm-hmm. Okay, I sat in the wings as Michael Jackson performed, and I was a dancer on the award shows. Mm-hmm. You know, I got to see real talent from the wings. Well, I just have to say that it's just an honor to see. I don't know. I just always see you and to see, you know, how when you're you are acting, you have such a wide range when you're playing your characters, you know, and I, I, I remember I, I recently interviewed an actress for a film and she was telling me, you know, everybody has their own way of, as an actor, how they, their own method of getting into a character finding, yes. you know, so, but yes. she just says that she just always, she believed that every character, everyone has a part of every character they, they play within them. That's how she believes. She goes, you, sometimes you have to find it, but it's there, regardless of who, what the character is, whether they're, you know, if they're addicted to drugs, you have some addiction that you can relate to in some way, whether it be to coffee, to whatever. There's something that you can relate to in that part to bring it out so that you can bring it out in the character. And it's just, you have such a wide, you've played so many different characters. I mean, from glamorous to, you know, street row, you know, down and out. I've seen you in all of these things, and they're all so believable. So, you know, it it, it just overwhelms me sometimes how I can easily forget the last role that I saw you in and get wrapped in to this role that you're in. Do you know what I mean? That is such a compliment, and I actually don't work from that place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't work from the place. And I respect everybody's gift and their talent and their process. But I never work from the place of myself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When I get, when I read a role and it speaks to me, or I'm led to do a role, the first thing I do is I go out into the world where I think this woman would live. Mm-hmm. And I find her. Mm-hmm. I will find her. When I lived in New York, I would just sit on the subway for days, for hours. Or I would go to whatever economic level she, you know, mm-hmm. whatever the neighborhood would be. I would go where the person is. I do that in Los Angeles. I did that in New Orleans. I go and I find her. And once I see her, I follow her. Mm-hmm. I watch what shoes she has on, look at the jewelry, look at her nails, look at her clothes. I have bought the clothes off of women's backs. I have stopped them. <laughs> I literally have. In New Orleans, I followed oh, this Lord. woman. Oh, child. Yes, I did. I took her into a store. I said, I'm going to buy the clothes off your back, check out anything you want. 
<laughs> and I will buy it for you. Give me the clothes you're wearing right now. They're probably looking at and you I, like, what? <laughs> and I become her. Well, they know me now, so uh -huh. when they see me, you know. Mm -hmm. But I was doing this back then, and I would buy the clothes off their back and become her. It's it's not, that's not my process. I'm, it's not in me. Mm -hmm. I become her. Because at the end of the day, I have to be able to take that character off, off and mm -hmm. get back to who I am. Mm -hmm. I take her off. Mm -hmm. I put her down, whether it's a wig or the clothes, whatever it is, I take it off. And keep it moving. I'm in it, but not <laughs> of it. Uh -huh. you know and keep I'm it saying? moving. I, I, I hear that. You are... As I make a new transition now into producing, Ooh. I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to offering many opportunities mm -hmm. that will be uh, hopefully very fulfilling for talent to be able to express themselves. And it's a, it's a new transition for me and one that I am very excited about. Oh, and yes. I'm excited to employ people now. Okay. Yes. Now, now <laughs> you have a, is it your own production company? I do. I do have my own production company and uh, uh, working with a couple of teams of writers and, and well, we're hitching up that buggy, baby. We're getting ready to come to you. It's called Kiss the Sky. Uh, <laughs> well, I will definitely keep my eye out for some of your projects because, you know, then I'll have to touch base with you again. You know, we'll just have to yes. keep it going. <laughs> <laughs> we have to keep it going. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Okay, you're very welcome, Candy. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Big hug. Big hug. That was Candy Alexander, you guys. Oh, you just don't know how much my heart is fluttering. I just love her work. I love her. And it was a joy speaking with her about her latest film, Pushing Dead, and about her career. So definitely look for Pushing Dead as I'm sure it will reach the theaters at large in the very near future. Um, but if it's still going around the film festivals, you might want to check the your film festival nearest your area, particularly if it's LGBTQ related, and see if it's playing there. Pushing Dead by Tom E. Brown. And, um, you know, again, Candy... Alexander, Danny Glover is in the film. You'll definitely, definitely enjoy it. But we're going to take another break. And when we come back, I'll speak to those involved with the TV series or internet TV series called Skirt Chasers. We'll be right back. Babe. I think we're ready. We're really doing this. Yeah, I'm ready for our family. So where do we start? <laughs> Starting a family is a team effort, and when life needs a little encouragement, Pacific Fertility Center will be right by your side. As a unified team of the best fertility specialists, guided by the highest ethical standards, Pacific Fertility Center provides patients with compassionate fertility care. Visit PacificFertilityCenter.com.
I would like to introduce to the show um, three individuals that um, are principals of a brand new, what they call web series and webisodes, and we'll get into all of that in my discussion with them. But I want to at least let y'all know out there in the world who these three individuals are. What I have is one person who is a co-creator of shows like Golden Girls, Roseanne, the Gilmore Girls. You see where I'm going with this. And I also have an actress and director who you may be familiar with, with Married with Children. And then I have a wonderful actress that we all love and are used to seeing on the L word. So joining me today are Stan Zimmerman, Amanda Bears, and Elizabeth Keener. How are you three doing? Hi, baby. It's Amanda Burst. How are you? Hi, Amanda. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. Hi. How are you, Stan? This is BB. How are you? Elizabeth? Oh, yes. Hello. 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 We're all here. We're all Hi. here. Uh, first, let me correct. I did not co-create Golden Girls or, or Rosanna. I co-wrote a lot of the episodes and okay. produced some of them. There you go. So I, that was Stan. <laughs> you know. That was Stan. Uh, I did co-create uh, Her Chasers, which is the web series that we're all involved in. There you go. No, there yes, you go. Otherwise, otherwise um, there are a lot of people that will be very upset with me. <laughs> I was. I was, upset, I was upset when she said it. <laughs> I wish I could take credit for all of Golden Girls and especially half that money, but um, I'm grateful for the experience and for the small residual checks I still <laughs> we can't say We can't say no to those residual checks, honey, right? No, baby, we cannot. <laughs> Buys me lunch anyway. Yeah, exactly. Well, all three. Oh God, you're lucky with those. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, so all three are involved with a new series on Telefilms um, called Skirt Chasers. I love that. I love that title. Thank you. It's a kind of an old-fashioned title about. Uh, Really referring to men that chase women, but of course, in this day and age, there are many people who chase women. Yeah. And um, as our series shows, it's a father and daughter uh, that have a very difficult relationship, and they both chase women, and they both cheat on their um, lovers and spouses, and need to reconnect and kind of figure out uh, their own shit, so to speak, until they can move on and have healthy, normal relationships. Yeah. Yeah, it, it goes deeper than just chase. You know, they just chase the women and. Um, I'm going to use my words, fucking around. Uh, it's, but I think that it's deeper. I mean, they have issues with intimacy and whatever, and she realizes she's a lot like him, and uh, they have to figure that out. Yeah, you're you're a lot. Uh, you play you play Robin Elizabeth the um, in in the series, and um, you're a lot more like your father than you probably would have thought, since he really wasn't you know in your life a lot while you were growing up in this as a character. There, that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. She thought they, they weren't alike at all, um, and then she realizes that they're completely alike. Um, both are writers, uh, both have major flaws in the, the kind of relationships that they want. Um, they want relationships, they just can't keep them. Yeah. And so they have to figure that out, and hopefully together they'll figure out the relationships outside of their world and within each other. Yeah. You know, they need to figure out their relationship too so they both can move on. Now, Barry Bosch... And Stan, this is Amanda talking now, and Stan and, and uh, Jim, who wrote the project, this is a dynamic that we haven't seen in our comedy world, this father-daughter dynamic. 
much less mm-hmm. a father and a gay daughter. Yeah. So it, mm-hmm. it's not only refreshing um, to see that explored, but also with the LGBT aspect. Yeah. Now, Barry Boxwick yes. plays, her father, plays a father in this, this show. Um, and, you know, we all know him in many uh, roles that he has played in the past. You know, I've seen many We were of the very t- lucky to get him. And yeah. people know him from Rocky Horror Picture Show, of course, and from Spin City. And he's, you know, won Tony's. He was the original Danny Zuko in Greece on Broadway. And we were just so honored to have him uh, in this project and playing opposite Elizabeth. They just had such chemistry together. And we're very, very fortunate that uh, he would be involved in this. Well, you know, and let me add on. He is—he's a charmer. He's like—you—you yeah. you have him on the set, in front of the camera, behind the camera. He is just an amazing guy. Like he's just fun and charming and loving. He's the coolest. We were so lucky, and I was so lucky to to play his daughter. Amazing. Well, now in the show, and he had a lot of fun. Barry is a lot of fun, yeah. and you know, a lot of his fun. Uh, this character has a lot of lightness of being. And he's absolutely charming, both on and off screen, as is Elizabeth. And so their <laughs> dynamic and their energy together is really is is really great. Their chemistry together is is really wonderful to watch. Now, does he play? I know that he um, he he moves in with you during the show, um, Elizabeth. And does does he play kind of a character that's a little bit of a vagina blocker for you as well? <laughs> Well, you'll just have to see because who knows? I mean, you know, a lot of vaginas come at his face. So, hey, I'm just gonna say it. Let's have some fun on this call. Okay. So, um, so he, you know, so whether for him or for me, you know, he's and and I'm his daughter, and we're reconnecting. So, is he a vagina blocker or is he? Come and get them. You know yeah. what I mean? We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see what goes on on that. Now, Stan, I wanted to ask uh-huh. you, too, because, uh, you know, Telefilms is a a network that really gives an opportunity for, you know, stories about women. Uh, primarily, I know they are either written by, directed by women as well um, in this. So in, you want to know, what the hell am I doing there? Well, that, that's, what, that's where I was leading <laughs> with <that. laughs> I was leading with that question. Yeah, how did you actually come to, to actually write the story with a not only a well, female? Well, I've, I've had a, a history of writing from women from Golden Girls, mm-hmm. and then I wrote uh, the lesbian kiss episode of Roseanne. Um, Weatherford BMW is where I spend a lot of my time. I love what I do and I love the people I work with, but work's not the only thing I love. I love the everyday simple things in life, like mornings at my favorite coffee shop, taking walks with my dogs around Point Isabel, and spoiling my partner for a scenic but thrilling ride. That's the beauty of living the Bay Area dream. We're just being ourselves, living our authentic life. Live your authentic life, a special message by Weatherford BMW. I'm back. Thank you guys for staying with us. As always, I appreciate you listeners out there. And I appreciate you coming back and listening in on all of our great guests that we have, including the three that I have with me right now. So if you just joined us, we are talking with three principals involved with a brand new 
a web series on Tello Films. It's called Skirt Chasers. And you're probably wondering, Skirt Chasers? Yeah, there's a dad involved. There's a daughter involved. There's lesbians involved. This is a show for everyone. Right, gang out there? Right? Right? Stan? You right? got it. <laughs> <laughs> this is a show for everyone, as Elizabeth Keener is telling us. Um, Amanda Burks is on the show with me. And we've got... Um, so much going on with this show, but it all kind of, as uh, Elizabeth was saying, does is relatable by everyone, and I like that. Um, was there anything that you drew upon, Elizabeth, when playing your character that um, you could relate to personally, or is this totally created from, you know, I read the script and I had to get uh, myself kind of geared up for this. Was there anything personally that you related to in this character? Oh, absolutely. I think that everyone's looking for, I mean, I think everyone's looking for that special relationship, one, right? Mm -hmm. And then, no matter what, even if I did not have the same um, history with my father or my parents, you can relate. There's there's always something you can pull out of that you look at your childhood and go, oh, yeah, you know, that affected me with my parents, and oh, I fixed that with them, and I didn't fix that, and I fixed that. And that's the kind of thing that we're working in with Barry's character and myself, we're working to figure out things so we can fix it and have a really amazing relationship at some point, which is what everyone wants with their family, right? I mean, you want that. You yearn for that. Not everybody can get it, but you would like that. Um, also, in, in, a, in a relationship and intimacy, yeah, I have... Sure, I have issues with that. No, I mean, I just everybody has... <laughs> <laughs> Everybody has different intervals at different times, yeah. uh, different times of what they experience. But they're all, you know, you're always looking for, if you're single, you might be looking for a relationship and you want to make sure that you don't mess it up in a way that doesn't, uh, doesn't really behoove who you are kind of thing, you know? Mm -hmm. it's, that's all of that. There was so much of it. There was so much. There was a lot on the page. But let me just also say, I laughed out loud, which is rare for me when I read scripts. I laughed out loud, which is the number one thing for me to make people laugh when they, you know, you get the eyeballs on it. You really, I mean, you want to have all that other stuff, but you want people to enjoy it and laugh. And I knew first thing that that's what people are going to do. And Amanda, first you directed. Yes, this is a half hour comedy. Yeah. You know, it is. Mm -hmm. And so we've got all of these wonderful issues that, that Stan and Jim explore, uh, you know, for the concept of the piece, but bottom line is it's funny yeah and um barry and elizabeth have just brought so much to that and again if it's not on the page it's not going to show up on the screen so we really hope you're entertained and and that you enjoy it because we had such a great time making it well and you and also, and and also the, the other cast members we, we were able to get like brandy howard from the uh, couch yeah i mean She's beautiful so and great. funny, and Tangie Ambrose, and Katie Walder, and J.J. Toda, um, you know, and of course... Clementine, everybody, yeah. Um, just so many lovely people that we hope we can work with again as, as we continue with the show. And this is a... a yeah, I just wanted to interject that uh, hopefully this is a lesbian character that won't get killed off. <laughs> <laughs> that would really, really change the, the whole dynamic of the show. Really, that is really really the way to think of it. Right if she turns into a real diva, we might right. have right. You're going to get a lot of hate mail. Hello Films, it's an important mandate. Because Kristen Baker has made a big point of pointing out um, all of the lesbian characters on mainstream television that get killed off. 
and you know that's one of her causes is to show in her programming that that doesn't have to be. Well, that's good. We really appreciate that. This is an intimate cast, too, um, apparently, definitely because you guys all seem to know one another in some way. You work either together or just in the circles of of uh, entertainment world that you're in, you've come across. How was that even in directing everyone, Amanda, for you? Because there's a lot of familiarity with one another. Well, it's always fun. And again, um, I, I have not met Elizabeth or, or Kristen uh, before we came together to to talk about doing this project, and I I, I refer to it as the little engine that could production, because mm-hmm. people did this as a labor of love. This is uh, a, a very small budget relative to the big machine, the big networks, and what they put out for even just an episode, let alone a pilot. But everybody came to bring their A game, cast and crew, and it was just delightful. And I have to say that Stan Zimmerman, that I think Elizabeth mentioned it earlier, he directed uh, for the first time in a television series. He's directed uh, theater, but not television. And so, episode number four is Mr. Stan Zimmerman, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> and uh, he too, he, he too, just. Uh, Again, it's about creating a set, uh, an attitude on the set where people can come and bring their best and have fun and be willing to just be silly. And I think that sort of transfers through the screen when mm-hmm. people are watching. Yeah, so, we made a yeah. point of that, because we had people that were young kids, 18, 19, just starting out on the crew, to people that had been doing... Uh, camera work and, and uh, ADing, you know, on series for years and years. And it was just a learning experience for everybody. But what I noticed and then was very thrilled about was from the minute we started filming till when uh, I, you know, yelled it's a wrap, we were laughing through every take and having a good time. And I've worked on so many shows, and I'm sure you can guess which ones, where it was a nightmare going to work. And I know Amanda said, some experience in this area as well. Um, I sure have. <laughs> and we just wanted everyone to really enjoy themselves and, and want to, again, put their A-game out there and, and just enjoy it and have a great time. And, and I do think that does come across on screen. Yeah, and can I say absolutely? It was. I love the combination of everyone was so professional and so it was amazing mm-hmm. behind the camera, in front of the camera, and yet and, and also not yet, but we all had such a great time. Mm-hmm. I mean, we finished on time. We, I mean, it was five days in a row quickly, but it, it didn't seem like it was like I got plenty of sleep. I mean, it was weird. It was amazing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was just, you don't have that, oh, and, you and everybody just laughed. <laughs> <laughs> great time so you know it was it was awesome it really was well you know let's talk talk real you know is is brief as quickly as we can but also as in depth as we can in in a short amount of time about the direction that a lot of you know series are going is when we talk about web series versus the big you know the bigger budget network type of series this seems to be the direction that you know that we're going into um, for a couple of reasons, it seems to have opened up what type of programming we can watch or that's available to the public out there. Um, with well, we no longer have to wait for a big corporation to say, yes, you can do this, and yes, you have to cast this person, and yes, that they have to be mm-hmm. straight. 
They have to be white or they have to be anything. Mm -hmm. We can do what we want, how we want to do it. Of course, we don't have all the money to do a bigger budget. And it is a little bit like the Wild West now. We can make what we want to make. But, you know, our ultimate goal is that hopefully someone else will join us, put up more money, and we can, you know, have better sound and better everything Mm -hmm. and really make a beautiful product uh, even better. Mm -hmm. But you're right, Bibi. It It is the new model. For projects like scripts like this one that um, we're just waiting around and, and, and the big machine might not scoop up. And this is an opportunity to get this great material seen. And again, it's it's Kristen Baker at Telefilms that put the money up to do this and we were able to come together. We had our first meeting in August of last year, our second meeting in September, our third meeting in October, and boom, we shot it in December. And Elizabeth said it it was a five-day shoot, and you just come to do the work, and the professionalism is the same, if not more so, than it is in Big Network or even Cable Outlets. And this is exactly the way the world of... of, uh, broadcast and, and streaming into new media is headed. And yes, this this does this project can edit together. It has as a half hour television pilot that, you know, might show up on Logo or Bravo or who knows. Right. But we are grateful for Tello and we might just have a future there as well to continue and to explore these characters and, and see where the story goes. So this is now, so everybody knows this is now streaming on telofilms.com. Um, it began streaming Only back Only in- $4.99 <laughs> and you get... There you go. You know, it's quite a bargain. You get, you know, Elizabeth Keener with the, in a bikini top. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's that's $4.99. Fine. That's safe. That's, that's worth at least ten ninety nine, yeah. And you you get to hear Leigh Delary doing an amazing jazz version of a classic song. Oh, it's very Meredith Baxter and a lot of fun and it's, watch it's, it. Well, I'm sure and they we will. Love and we hear from you too because you can um, you can access Tello and comment there. And you know that's also what's wonderful about new media platform is there's an interaction, an interactive element that people can really be a part of the experience. Yeah. And we would love to hear that feedback. And, again, Kristen Atello is wide open to um, to what her audience is appreciating and what they like about it and what they'd like to see more of. Yeah. Well, and Stan, I understand you've also been green-lighted to do another show. With um, uh, yes, I'm uh, it's called Sex and Execs, and it's about secretaries and assistants. The same story told from two different points of view, and we start um, filming August 2nd and in Los Angeles. I'm very excited about that. Wow, well, that's not something, and you'll be directing every episode of that. And I'll be hearing Amanda in my head the entire the time. entire time, right? The entire time. Phone call away, honey. Uh, you don't need me. Well, oh, you guys. Uh, that, that, yeah. Well, that's what best. That's what best lesbian friends are for. Um, there you go. <laughs> well, I want to thank all three of you, Stan, Amanda, Elizabeth, for being 
on the show today and talking about Skirt Chasers that is on Telofilms. Remember, Telofilms.com it is streaming now for you all to look at. Let's cross our fingers that this becomes a full series that we will continue to watch for a very long time. I wish you guys the best of luck on it, and um, hopefully we'll talk to you again, Stan, when um, Sex and Execs are, is ready to um, go out there. I would love to. Thank you so much for having us here. Okay, you guys take care. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, I definitely want to thank Stan Zimmerman, Amanda Burse, and Elizabeth Keener for joining me and talking about their latest project on telofilms.com called Skirt Chasers. You can definitely subscribe to Telofilms and see it. It is Right now, a pilot series, but hopefully it will become a regular series for all of us. It, 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 I, it seems to be really, really funny, and it has all the right ingredients to be a success. And I can't go off the air with one, without once again thanking Candy Alexander for joining us. Um, and I hope you will follow her throughout the rest of her journey and her new um, journey of uh, production with her new production company called Kiss the Sky. I'm sure there'll be some great things coming out of that production house. But until next week, I hope you all have a wonderful time and I will talk to you then. <laughs>